Hello and welcome to Embassy City Church Podcast. This is a place where all people can experience the love of God through the Word of God. Our prayer is that you will be inspired and transformed. Thank you for joining us today. I want you to go to Psalms chapter number 55. I have a lot of content to give you uh, in this message, so much so that I don't even have points to this message. I just have statements to this message. Uh, I was trying to get points and no points were coming, but these statements just kept coming over and over again. And so I, I want to give you uh, everything that the, the Lord has given me to share with you and give you context to uh, what it means for uh, my life in this season as well. Uh, because I am a burden preacher, uh, what that means is uh, I, I don't I don't look for topics to 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 intrigue me during the week and then say, that's cool. I'll preach it this weekend. Uh, The Lord lays uh, things heavily on my heart for me to communicate. Uh, And as I communicate those things, uh, they resonate because I feel like I'm I'm sharing with you what the Lord uh, shared with me. And there's something uh, uh, about the word burden that just has been resonating with me. And so in the book of uh, Psalm, chapter number 55, the 22nd verse, here's what it says. Give your burdens to who? The Lord. Mm-hmm. And he will take care of who? Mm-hmm. Uh, he will not permit the godly to slip and fall. That verse is so good, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read it again. Uh, give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. If you're taking notes on this message and you really, really should, three words, write it down, drop the burden. I said, just drop the burden. Bow your heads, let's pray over the word, shall we? Holy Spirit, help us to drop it right now. <laughs> Amen. This verse is, 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 is comforting to me. Give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. He will not permit the golly to slip and fall. What's interesting is, is that by implication, what the writer is saying is that uh, uh, if you were to continue to carry this burden, you would slip and fall. <laughs> That there, that there are burdens that we can carry that beca- can become so heavy uh, that it could cause us to slip and cause us to fall. Many of the burdens that we carry, we carry because we actually care. You don't carry anything that you don't care about. But in the course of you carrying it, it can start to take a toll on you. So the writer is wise enough because he's been through enough experiences to know that uh, uh, I can't carry this by myself and I need to transfer it in some way. I'm going to give it to the Lord. That way he can take care of me. Many of us that carry burdens, we're carrying them to take care of other people. Let me ask you a question. Who's going to take care of you? The writer answers the question by saying simply, the Lord will take care of you. Let me give you the definition of burden. It's a noun, which means it is a person, place, or a thing. It says, that which is carried, load. Then this uh, uh, imagery, a horse's burden of rider and pack. The second one, that which is born with difficulty, 
obligation, onus. The example here is the burden of leadership. Now, what's interesting is that uh, not many people use the word burden a lot. Uh, you, you don't just walk around and say, hey, man, how's everything going? And people are just going, I mean, I just got a burden today. <laughs> right. Um, uh, 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 how is everything working out in your life right now? Like, man, it's a big burden right now. The word burden is not used a lot, but there are but there are 37 other words that that can be used for burden uh, that I just found in the thesaurus. I didn't even go to like the street lexicon where we would find drama, smoke. <laughs> OK, uh, uh, people wilding out. Uh, uh, all of this would still be ca uh, categorized as burden. But I just want to go to the thesaurus for all of these words. I want you to look at all of these words. Thirty seven of these words, anxiety. Concern, difficulty, duty, hardship, load, onus, responsibility, strain, task, tax, trouble, worry, accountability. Accountability can be a burden. Affliction, albatross. You find somebody that says albatross to you? That person has a vast vocabulary. Be like, how's your week been going? It feels like an albatross. You'd be like, well. Aren't you fancy? <laughs> Blame, care, charge, clog, encumbrance. Once again, you run across somebody and they tell you that they have been encumbered. Grievance, hindrance, millstone, misfortune, mishap, obstruction, punishment, sorrow, trial, work, Herculean task. That one cracks me up. Ball and chain. Dead weight, access baggage, a thorn in one side, a weary load. There are 37 different ways to describe mental weight and stress. I, I, just, I, just, want you to, I just want you to marinate on that real quick. Because there are many people in this room that have different words that are your go-to words to describe burdens. It's just been a lot this week. Oh my gosh. It's just so much. People at work, they are, they are doing too much. Code for burden. Yo, yo, my kids are crazy. Code for I am burdened. My, my, my spouse is going through a difficult time and I, and I don't know how to help them right now. It's, it's just so intense. Code word, burden. I want to get back to this word, burden. Because what I have found in my own life, and I'm just talking about this year alone, you can call burden by another name and it lose the context that you're supposed to have. Because if we simply call it weight, we don't give it to the Lord. If we just say we're having a stressful week, 
we won't give that to the Lord. If we just say, man, it's just been crazy this week, a lot of pressure. You know what? I'm under a lot of pressure. That's another word. We may not take that to the Lord because the, the, the scripture says to take your burdens to the Lord. I'm not taking my stress, my pressure, my drama. I want, to get, I want us to get back to what all of these words are really getting us to. It's a burden. How many people in here by a show of hands have ever carried a burden? Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, you're carrying a burden. What's interesting to me is that we, 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 we try to wear them like they are uh, 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 badges of honor. Like, like oh my goodness, you, you know, I can carry a lot. I can deal with a lot of pressure. Oh, I'm good under pressure. I like it. I always wait to the last minute to do something. something about pressure that really helps me. You are hurting yourself. I just, I just you, you know, I'm not a procrastinator. I'm just good under pressure. I know it's due at three. I won't start it to 205 because there's something about 55 minutes. <laughs> that really gets me focused. Now, I have a burden for this message because I have a burden for this church. And I have a burden for this message because uh, uh, as a burden preacher, I can only preach and teach what, what, what I'm going through at the time or what the Lord is really laying on me at the time. And the reason why this message became important for me to teach today is, is because I had to realize that I've been carrying burdens this year unlike any other year that I've ever been a lead pastor. So much so that my wife and the elders of Embassy City Church had to come to me and say, you need a break. And because I'm so good at carrying stress and so good at carrying pressure, my response immediately was like, no, I don't. I'm good. I took a stress chest uh, uh, several years ago uh, and the, uh, uh, the clinical psychologist described my ability to carry stress to be on par uh, with those that are born without nerve endings. There's a very small uh, portion of the population that are born without nerve endings, which means that they cannot feel any pain. They constantly have to check their body. If they got cut, they wouldn't know it. If they got shot, they wouldn't know it. They have to constantly check their body to make sure they're not bleeding somewhere, uh, that they don't have a broken bone, whatever. Uh, and they said that's the way my, my ability and capacity to handle stress was. But as I began to look back over this year after... Uh, my spouse told me because the person that uh, sleeps in the same bed with me, I think, would know a little bit some about me. Then the, the, those that are closest to me, the elders of this church, when, when they said, no, no, you really need to take a break. I had to recap this last year. As I began to recap this last year, I realized how much of a burden I personally had to carry. In addition to the burden that comes for me to carry every seven days. Those are two different burdens, the burden I have for ministry and the burden that I carry in my own personal life. Just in funerals alone with the death of my friend Phil Cofield uh, last Saturday, uh, I will be going to my fifth funeral this year of someone that's been close to me that I dearly love. It started in February with 
my friend's uh, daughter dying, uh, Sydney Fulcher, at 15 from a brain tumor. I eulogized her. In May, I eulogized my administrative assistant, Kim Yates, affectionately known to me and others by Kimmy. I eulogized her funeral. And then two months after that, really six weeks after that, we had another dear friend of our, our, of our family at Embassy City Church die. Her name was Kim Garcia. We did her funeral. Then tragically, three weeks ago, some friends of ours, Clinton, Clinton and Amaryllis Hatton, had a 17-year-old son that was flying home. Uh, he was a pilot, had got all of his hours. His plane went down due to uh, mechanical failure over Arkansas. We just went to his funeral last week. In between that, managing um, a growing church, a church that's doubled in one year, and never having done this before. Some people have enough pride to act like that they've been there before. I'm free of that. <laughs> like, wow, this is amazing. Your church doubled. How did you do it? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm tired. So it took my wife and the elders to say, hey, you, you, you really have been carrying a load that you haven't properly dropped off yet. And you need some time off. Which brought me to this statement. I, I, this statement changed my life, and, and I want you to write it down. Here's what it says. The enemy would love for me to carry mental weight and stress as a badge of honor instead of like a bag that needs to be handed over. I'm going to say it again. The enemy would love for me and you to carry mental weight and stress as a badge of honor instead of like a bag that needs to be handed over. What's, what's funny is that, that, that the more pressure we have on and, and, and the more we face stuff, the more we try to really just bow up and go, I got this. I'm built for this. I, I have the pressure of this. Not knowing that it's chipping away at your spiritual, mental, relational, and physical health. I don't have time to take you through all of the studies that prove that you can die from stress. Not from carrying a, a backpack that has 150 pounds in it, but from carrying mental stress that might weigh more than an elephant to you <laughs> internally than it ever would externally. So they, they said, you need to take some time off. And I said, OK, you know what? You're absolutely right. Um, I'll take the weekend off and you, just give me a gift card to Four Seasons. I'll get a massage. I'll be right back at it. And my wife was like, nah, bro. That's not going to do it. He said, uh, you need way more time off than that. You need like six weeks off. I was like, six weeks? He was like, yeah, yeah, you need, you need at least six weeks off. I was like, no, no, I don't need six weeks off. Like three days would be great. Pride. Couldn't see my leg bleeding. Couldn't feel the stress. And then after I really thought about it and I really started to take a self-inventory, I was like, I, yeah, I need some time off. And it ain't even six weeks. I need eight weeks off. And they said, cool, we'll give you eight weeks off. And so I'm telling you all, I'm getting eight weeks off. 
Over the month of uh, November and December, I am going ghost protocol and I will not be here and you will have to deal with that. I'm not telling y'all where I'm going because you might try to follow me. <laughs> oh, but I'm gonna get some time off. Now, now here's, here's who's going to be completely not okay with this. Tim Ross fans. Tim Ross fans, I define them as people that only want to hear from Tim Ross instead of hearing from the Lord. As if the only person that God can speak through is me. So if in eight weeks you don't come to church for eight weeks, you are a Tim Ross fan. And I hope you spiritually mature by the time I get back. Or just stay gone. But the people that are in love with this house choose to hear from God in this house and they don't care who the speaker is. Those are people of this house. So I just want to give you that up front before I give you context, because there's some things in here that I feel like if you get this for you in the same way I just got this for me, you will literally drop some things off that you were never designed to carry. Here's what it says in Matthew chapter number 11, verse number 28. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Ah! This is so good. Now, what was interesting about Jesus making this point is that he is uh, talking to uh, people that had been encumbered. Big word. There you go. They had been encumbered by the weight of religion. So much uh, uh, religious law, 613, in addition to all the other things that they made up, that they were so weighted down by this religious law that Jesus comes and he says, hey, listen, I, 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 want, to, I want to give you something uh, to replace the burden that you've been carrying. Mine's way lighter than that. Made me uh, come up with some statements. Again, I don't have points. I just have statements for this message. And here was my first aha uh, 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 revelation that I want to give you. Write this down. Jesus wants my burdens. Like, like, I don't even have to hunt him down to give them to him. He actually wants them. He actually asked me, would you please bring me your burdens? I want you to come to me. I want you to drop those off. All of you all that have all those 37 uh, thesaurus uh, 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 descriptions for your burdens, plus all your street vernacular, bring all of those burdens to me. I want them. That's free to know that Jesus actually wants my burdens. That it doesn't matter if it's a frustrating thing that you are uh, going through at your job or if it seems to be the most difficult season you've ever experienced in your marriage. He wants the burden to come to him because he knows you can't handle it yourself. 
Anybody besides me, by a show of hands, tried to handle something yourself and then realize, I'm not, you know what? I'm not as good as I thought I was at actually handling this drama. I thought, I'm, I'm gonna talk to them. That's right. We're gonna sit down, we're gonna talk this out. We're gonna go to the counseling session, me and you, and then that coach, and we're gonna get it right. And you went in there and was like, I just don't understand. I just don't understand why all I'm trying to do is love you, and you won't love me back. And you went in there to fix them, and the coach is like, I think it's you. And you're like, you right? You, you can't help anybody with their burden until you know where to go to for yours. Which brings me to my next statement. Please write this down. Jesus wants to trade burdens with me. I have all of these in first person because this is the revelation that God has given to me. Jesus wants to trade burdens with me. He's like, hey, bring yours for mine. I promise you what I ask you to carry will not feel like what you are trying to carry by yourself. Give me yours and I'll give you mine. See how light that is? I'm not even asking you to do a lot. I just, I just want you to trade. I want you to trust me, and I want you to trade with me. So here's the thing I have to be honest with about myself. My burdens are heavy. My burdens are heavy. Now, here is where we get into a lot of trouble is when we compare burdens. Somebody will come to you and be like, man, you know, it's just really hard for my wife and I right now. We have two children under two years old and um, it is just very, very difficult right now for us to kind of calibrate uh, uh, this season of life. And, and you'll say that to somebody who's been married for 40 years and raised all their kids. You'll be like, you ain't going through nothing. You wait till them jokers grow up and take your money and disrespect you to your face. You ain't going through nothing. That's really disrespectful. Because you're comparing burdens. The burden of a young family trying to raise two kids is just as big to them as your kids. <laughs> Still in your car at 17 and going for a drawing ride. But both of y'all have burdens. Don't try to compare them. I have seen leaders in ministry die alone spiritually, relationally, even physically. There, there, there are more and more pastors committing suicide because they don't know how to, they don't know how to uh, give their burdens to the very God they're preaching about. There's almost this sense of pride that the pastor's going to do it all. 
I'm going to meet with everybody, greet with everybody. I'm going to pray for everybody. I'm going to marry everybody. I'm going to bury everybody. I'm going to I'm, I'm going to counsel everybody. No, you're not. Not for a long time. Got people that are literally ending their lives because the burden was never meant for them to carry on their own. So you have to acknowledge and own the fact and please write this down. My burdens are heavy. They are. They're heavy to you. Don't minimalize that. I have heard people disclaim in counseling sessions. Well, I mean, I know I don't have problems like you. You're doing a big church and and I know you're really, really busy. But but I got I got this little thing that's happening with me. It's not little or else you wouldn't be sitting with me. It's big to you. You need to acknowledge this is heavy. Me trying to graduate college and find a job and I still have two hundred thousand dollars in student loans. This is heavy. You have to acknowledge that. If you don't acknowledge it, you won't hand it over. When you don't hand it over, it starts to accumulate. My burdens are heavy. Please write this down. Jesus' burdens are heavenly. (laughs) Jesus' burdens are heavenly. It doesn't mean that you don't feel them. It just means they come from him to you. And not from another person to you. Write this down. My burdens are carried by my strength. I have to carry my burdens with my strength. But I carry his burdens with his strength. I have to carry my burdens with my strength, but I carry his burdens with His strength. When God gives you a grace to carry a burden, it it doesn't bother you like it would bother other people. You ever been telling people what you're currently dealing with and they would be like, oh, my gosh. That would just destroy me. Yeah, because you don't have a grace for it. When it's a a burden that God's given you a grace for, it doesn't feel the same as if you try to voluntarily pick it up on your own. Anybody, any, any helpers in here? I don't know if anybody's taking Enneagram or anything like that, and, and you're a number two, you're a helper, you just got to save everybody. You're like, oh, no. Dun, 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 dun. Like, you just, <laughs> you keep your ass on deck. You're just like, my cape is already on. Let's go. My friend in Memphis needs me right now. They just text you, I'm going through. I have to jump on a flight to Memphis today. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and then you go to Memphis and you come back. Oh, my, I'm just, oh, I'm exhausted. Your strength. I don't know. Uh, now I don't have enough money until my rent. Can I borrow $300? Because I paid for a plane ticket to go to Memphis. You need to cover that S up. (laughs) When it's his grace, it's a completely different burden than if you were carrying it yourself. 
So here's what it says in 1 Peter chapter number 5, verse number 7. Give all. That's what I wish the emphasis was. Because sometimes we run through verses, and because we run through verses, we don't allow the, the, the power of it to, to really bless us. Give all, your care, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares for you. Yep, he does. Mm. No, give all. You know what all means in Greek? All. <laughs> all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. See, a lot of times we get trapped caring about stuff and, not, and forget that God cares about us. God cares about you way more than what you do. This is another reason why people that have uh, 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 that, that carry large amounts of responsibility can never transfer it to the Lord because they associate what they do with who they are. But, but I have to do this because I'm the CEO. Well, 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 I have to do this. I'm the regional manager. I have to do this. I'm mommy. I have to do this. I'm daddy. I have to do this. I'm a dependable son. I'm a dependable daughter. I, I have to do this. I have to do this. I'm the pastor. You know what I'm realizing? No, I don't. If we pastor, if I pastor 20 people, that would be different. That's a life group. I can manage a life crew. I can't do nothing with all y'all. All y'all. All of y'all, all of y'all, 1,300 people, what am I supposed to do with 1,300 people? I'm, I'm giving y'all away. I'm giving, I'm giving all y'all to Jesus so I don't die. But if you merge what you do with who you are, then you see yourself as that title or that position instead of that person who's been created to have a relationship with God. Remember who he calls us to be, sons and daughters. That's our biggest call that we can ascribe to. We're sons and daughters of the God that created the entire universe. God did not create me so that he could call me pastor. Can I share something with you? God has never called me pastor a day in my life. Because that's not who I am. He gave me a name. My name is Tim. Timothy. Tim Othi. It's one of the few names in the Bible that has a reciprocal uh, 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 meaning. That means it means honoring God and honored by God. I was meant to honor God and be honored by Him. That's who I am. Pastor is what I do. If you get trapped in, in, in thinking that what you do is who you are, you'll never hand over all of it because you'll think some of it belongs to you. Here's what the enemy's been fighting me with. If you take eight weeks off, when you come back, no one will be here. <laughs> That's what the enemy said to me. And you know what my response was? Cool. We'll just start over. The same God that grew it, 
The first time is going to be the same guy that grew it the second time. This can't be on me. If you don't give your daughter the $50, they'll die. Or they'll grow up. Or they'll find another way. Maybe part of handing over burdens is also drawing some healthy boundaries. That you are not to be saving the entire family every time they need something. That's called codependency. Ooh, I'm helping somebody in this room. Ooh, y'all about to have some talks this week. Be like, hey, ooh, I'm so sorry. No more. You're a burden. I'm going to give you Jesus. <laughs> I just have to give you to your rightful place. You're not mine. You're his. It's, I would, but I mean, I have to give, him, I have to give you away. <laughs> Write this down. God, God wants my worries because I shouldn't have them. That's why it says God, uh, uh, you know, to give your worries and cares. Here's why you need to give your worries, because you shouldn't have them anyway. Worry, now we're starting to obsess about, I, 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 need, to, I need to give this away. Shouldn't have our worries. Here's the next statement to write down. God doesn't worry, so neither should I. <laughs> God doesn't worry, so neither should I. Next statement, please write this down. God wants my cares because he cares. God wants my cares because he cares. God says, oh, you care about that? I care too. He says, oh, you're worrying about that? Don't worry about that because I'm not worried about it. I can't wait to talk about anxiety next week. But, but he, he goes, why are you worried about that? I'm not even worried about that. He says, oh, but you care about that? I care about that too. Hand that over. I care way more than you do. And I don't sleep and I don't slumber. But you need sleep. And you need slumber. You shouldn't be up to 4 a.m. thinking about this. Hand this over to me and go to bed. God cares, so I care. That's the last thing. God cares, so I care. Because he cares, I care. If he cares about it, I care about it. Which brings me to my last scripture that I want to write. This is what Paul says uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter number 11, verse number 28. It's, it's such a, a great setup because uh, Paul has had to defend his apostolic authenticity and his call by God. And, and, and all these people are trying to say that he's a fraud and he's going, wait a minute. Uh, I, I have a resume and a track record of all the things that I've been doing uh, uh, that 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 lets me know that you should know that I am who uh, uh, I say that I am. But after he finishes listing all of these different things, he says, then besides all this, all the other stuff that I've shared with you, I have the daily burden of my concern for all the churches. And, and, and listen, there, again, we don't compare, 
But, but I want you to know that, that you all have daily burdens that you carry. And it, 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 could, it could range from, from you being okay, your own uh, state of well-being, your own mental health. It could, it could range uh, to worrying, uh, uh, being concerned about your kids, carrying a burden about uh, your family members. You, you're in different seasons of life. Your parents are getting older and you're, you're starting to care and carry a burden to make sure that they're okay as they age. And, and all of these things are things that we carry that we have to transfer and give to God. I have never been under such a sustained demonic attack as I was under this year and didn't know it. I just kept calling it stress. I just kept saying, man, there's just a, there's a lot and, 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 you know, it's just stressful and I'm just trying to manage it. And, and then uh, a few months back, one of the elders asked me a question and I said, I feel like quitting. And that's when I knew this cannot be just stress. I'm carrying something that doesn't belong to me and I haven't given it to the right person. Doesn't belong to my wife, it doesn't belong to the elders of Embassy City Church, doesn't belong to the staff, it belongs to the Lord. And anything you try to carry, instead of giving it to the Lord, will be something that the enemy tries to trick you into thinking you're responsible for. So whether it's a church or you're a single mom trying to raise your kids and you're carrying a burden, I'm telling you today, to follow my lead and drop it. Spiritually, whatever it is, drop it. Relationally, emotionally, mentally, physically, drop it. Back away from the burden. Put your hands up and surrender it to the Lord. This is not yours to carry. It's his. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. If you would like more information on our church, please go to www.embassycity.com. We would love to hear from you. Our prayer is that you have been inspired and transformed. Have a wonderful day and come back again.